Welcome to Radio Rehab. If you're just tuning in for the first time, we are a daily show where I have a guest co-host on with me for the entire week, and we talk about uh, recovery from addiction, mainly, what it used to be like, what happened, and what it's like now. This week, my guest co-host is Ben. If you have topics you would like us to discuss, you can always write us at radiorehab at gotoproductions.com. That's G-O-T-O productions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it's at Radio Rehab Dana. And you can also go to radio.rehab and read my blogs. Today, our topic topic of conversation is sponsees and sponsorship. Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. Welcome to Radio Rehab. I'm your host, Dana, here in studio with producer Shar and our special guest host for the week, Ben. Hi, Dana. Hi, Ben. Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> Today's Tuesday, and today we're going to be talking about sponsees. Why are you raising your bottle of water? <laughs> okay. Thank you for making the table noise. So we, you and I had a conversation once, and it, it was about sponsorship. What's funny to me is it, it's like I know that's what all the old timers really want us to do, but the thing is, is it's like for me it's so hard because if, if somebody's not done and they ask me to sponsor them, I have literally no tolerance. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have zero patience. It's like, right. I don't have time to make you want to stop. Right. Like, I don't have time to, you know, I don't, I don't even have any of that in me. It's like, because when I was done, I was done. I was like, help me. What do I have to do? And I'll right. do it. I wasn't looking for loopholes. That's my story. Exactly. Yeah. That. That's exactly that. Yeah. So, yeah, with sponsorship, it uh, I, I had to get my, I had to wrap my mind around it in maybe a little different way. I had to find it in a, a different kind of paradigm for sponsorship. You, mm-hmm. know, you see a lot of people. It, it's funny, in you know, when you're working a program, you sit around these rooms, and I, I'm able to watch people interact with one another, how they treat each other, and whatnot. And I, I'm just not the kind of person that is going to take an order from somebody, and I'm not going to look up to somebody like a demagogue. You know, like they're my, my leader, and this is my father, and oh mm-hmm. God, help me, and I'll do whatever you say. It's just not me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I talked to my sponsor. I was talking to my old sponsor who fired me um, <laughs> the other day. We're still good friends. Um, and he said I was easy because I wanted it. You know, like when I was working my fourth step, I went and got him out of work to to finish it, to get it done because I wanted to feel better. For me, and he was like, I can't believe you did this, but he did. He stopped his work. And he came out and he took me for a drive. He took me up to Jack London State Park and we did the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I didn't do that for him. I, I don't know what anybody else's experience was like, you, you know, between you know, what their relationship was like with their sponsor. Um, but when it came time for me to start helping other people, uh, I was hesitant because I don't want to do any harm. Yeah. Primarily to myself. You know, I learned early on that there's nothing I can do or say that's going to keep somebody from staying sober. And there's no way that anything I could say would take them out. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally, you know, but my problem, so my problem with it was, it was kind of a selfish concern is that I'm kind of a codependent, you know? And if I start caring about these guys, I mean, it's like, I went to a, 
I, I went to a rehab turning point. The success rate there is like three percent. Okay, it's crazy. Yeah, really, it's crazy low. Yeah, um, and you know, in the rooms, I, I, I think it's like they say fifty percent. It's like a coin flip, which is pretty good. Yeah, as long as you keep coming back, the odds are in your favor. Yeah, right. Um, when I'm dealing, you know, so I had to come up with a way. Like, how do I deal with these guys uh, without hurting myself? You know, without caring, because the odds that they're going to go out are pretty good. You know, yeah. I mean, the odds of me going out are pretty good. It's a 50-50 shot. And it's, um, you know, just looking at myself, it's a miracle that I'm sober today. Mm-hmm. Absolute miracle. And I woke up and I felt okay. Tomorrow, if I wake up and I don't feel okay, I don't know what's going to happen. So I have to keep working a program. Right. You know, so I, so, but. It, it takes took, work. It takes a little bit of discipline. I can't say it's, for me, it's not really hard work, but it's a bunch of very small, repetitive things that I do over every day, over time, covers a great distance. Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at it now. But I, I can't, so when it comes to sponsorship, my deal is, the paradigm I use is, um, the sponsee is on a journey up Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. I'm a Sherpa. I'm a person he's chose to help him along the way, to help him carry his stuff. And maybe because I've had a little more time than him, uh, that when he gets to a crossroads, I might be able to tell him which path was better for me to take because I'd been down it. Um, and it's no more than that. And that's it. And that's that's as far as I go with it. Um, I, I just show him what I did. What, what's been, you know, what I've done and, um, you know, keep coming back to meetings and it, I, I don't get, I don't get much deeper than that. Um, when we they talk about four steps and fifth steps and, and all that stuff, I really don't care what they've done. It's not about me listening to them. I'm not interested in it. It, it you know, for me, it, it helped me just to say it, you know, now in this regard, I am their go-to guy. I'm in their back pocket. If they need me, I'm there. Mm-hmm. Yet at the same time, I can't always be there. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, like there's people who have their cell phone on 24 hours a day, and I'm not that guy. That's like not if me. you're in jail, I'm not the first person you should call because yeah. I never have my ringer on. <laughs> yeah, jail. I have to be expecting a call, looking at my phone to even answer it. You yeah. know? Yeah. With jail, I was just talking to somebody today. Straight time is the way to go. You're gonna yeah. get half. You're gonna get half, <laughs> and you're gonna be over it a lot quicker than than if you bailed out. Went through, you know, yeah. went through all these programs, take forever. It could last years. That was my, that's part of my story. Right. You know, and when I asked for straight time to get out of it, I was, you know, I was out in 40 days, you know, no right. problem. Um, but yeah, you know, so there, I mean, there's different situations like that with, uh, you know, with sponsees, there's lots of different people. And, uh, you know, I go to a lot of meetings and, um, and I speak from the heart. And I don't give a lot of drunkologues mm-hmm. because for the most part, I don't remember. You know, <laughs> we, we were talking today, like seriously, like I have to be reminded of my past. Mm-hmm. You know, what I do remember is how I recovered, you know, and, and, and the things that I learned in this program that have helped me stay even keel. And and so when, you know, since I go to a lot of meetings, I see a lot of new guys and like they trip out on stuff like, memorization of stuff which is just 
you know, like if I. You mean like it's difficult to memorize things, no, or like they think it's out, cool like, to like, memorize? Like things. I've got, like my sponsor had memorized how it works, right? Had it memorized. Well, I mean, if you go to enough meetings, you have to have how it works memorized because right. you got to hear it all the time. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, when you know, when I first heard him say that, I was kind of amazed. When he threw it up to me as a as a as a as a way of me not questioning his knowledge of the program, it challenged me. It challenged me. You mean saying, don't argue with me. I know how it works by heart. Like he that's just started. What he, that's like really we, what he said. Yeah. Like we were, we were in his truck. We were in his truck driving back from an, uh, a, a big book seminar in Petaluma. And we, we had this thing we were talking about what we had just heard. And I made a point about we were talking about the third step prayer uh-huh. and how to me it meant humility, you know, helping others. Yeah. You know, and he's like, no, bondage of self. And I was like, well, I don't it says both. It does. It says, help me get out of my way so I I can do your work. I shit you not. He turns to me while he's driving and he goes, rarely have I seen a person fail who's thoroughly followed our path. You are kidding me. Shit you not. Well, And I was just like, you're right. I'm like, you're right. You're right. (laughs) But no, that challenged me. So that's how I get through the program. I don't ask. I I would never ask a sponsor to do anything like that. Yeah. Um, But I need to keep my mind busy. Um, And so I, you know, so it started with like, I was supposed to remember the third step prayer to go through this, to do the deal. And I couldn't do it. I could not do it. And I was mortified. Absolutely mortified. I mean, I learned how to speak Korean when I was 24 years old. And that required an immense amount of memorization. I'll bet. Yeah. And so, and, and I have tricks for how to do it. And it's not all brain power. It's just a, a series of exercises that you do. It's a game. And I couldn't, I couldn't employ that game, you know, after I got sober. And I was scared. It scared me half to death. I had a lot of the same feeling. I've worried. I've said it. I've even said it to producer Shar. Like, I'm worried that I have wet brain. Like, I'm worried that I can't, you know, it's like I've been like a talking head my entire life. And there'll be times when I'm just talking and it just does the words stop. And I'm like, ah, oh, my God. Yeah. And I mean, especially in early in early recovery, it happened to me a lot. I would be talking and I couldn't think of the most obvious word. You know, like, or I couldn't remember the rest of what I was saying, even though it's something I totally know about because it right. happened to me. Yeah. No, yeah, that freaks me out. Yeah, so, you know, so back to sponsees. So if if somebody asked me to read that, you know, they, anyway, people come up to, a lot of people come up to me and ask me to sponsor them. And I'm just not, I'm not prepared to do it. And I don't, you, you know, to do, to work with so many. Here's the deal. There has not been one sponsee I've worked with Yet that's remained sober. Yeah. So that was my biggest fear going into it. And all I can, and I thought at this point I would feel horrible about myself and that I was no good. And because I don't like to, and who likes to fail? I mean, I, I don't like to fail. It's one of my, one of my things. But, you know, in this regard, I listened to some of the old timers in the room and, and that's, you know, I, I listen to them and like, you know, there's some guys with 40 years that are saying, you know, my fir- the first 10 guys I worked with went out, you know, and it's not about them. It's not about me. It's about them when they're ready. And so yeah. all I can do is show them the way and maybe they stay or they don't. And yeah. I just have to take it with a grain of salt. I have to take that those emotions, right, and that codependency thing I've got and just set it aside. And I hate to say this, but... You do your best and fuck, what else can you do? Yeah. That's it. You know, I knew there was no way I would have got, I could have gotten sober at 20, 30, or 40. It had to be when I was 46 years old. Yep. It had to be. 
you know. Yeah, in, in we a, can't get sober before we're ready. Yeah. Sure, my sponsor told me when I, I first, uh, somebody asked me to sponsor them, my sponsor texted me because I was like, oh my God, what do I do? Like, I texted all these people, oh my God, what do I do before I even texted the girl back? It was so funny. But then I told her, okay, and then my... My sponsor texted me, you are single-handedly responsible for keeping her sober. She was kidding. But, like, I read it. I was like, oh, my God, I am. Oh, my God. What happens if she realizes her parents are going to kill me? You know, and then it's like my sponsor was laughing when I told her that because she was like, I didn't get you sober. You got you sober, you know, as she pointed out to me, like. That's true. Although I happen to have like the best sponsor yeah, in the world. Do I sponsor. do have. Yeah. I know. Everybody always, everybody always realizes that. Like, what's it like, you know, now that you move back to the city, there's no Kathy B. I'm like, I know. It's the worst. She's so irreplaceable. But yeah, but it's like, she's like, that's what, that's another reason it's so hard for me to want to sponsor people because I'm like, I'm not her. She knows everything. Like, she's got a good answer for everything I ask. Right. And I feel like I don't. But, yeah, I mean, it's kind of more about, like, if somebody if somebody's really ready and really willing, they're going to stay sober no matter how bad of a sponsor we are or right. how bad a sponsor we think they are. Well, we think we are. I mean, After I got fired, I got another sponsor. And, and this new sponsor is a little bit different. You know, he, basically when I have a problem, he tells me, Ben... Did you work your program to the best of your ability? Yes. Okay. Did you do any harm? No. Did you try to resolve the situation? Yes. Then fuck him. <laughs> That's what he tells me. Straight I love up. that guy. Yeah, he's a great sponsor. I don't know who he is, but a, I love that guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a great sponsor. He's, exact, he's exactly right. I mean, for me, that's exactly the way I have to deal with it. You know, like, I'll do my best, and then that's it. That's the end of it. You know, that's I right. can't, you know, and... I can make myself available, open heart, open mind. I'm here for you. You can always find me at a meeting. God knows how many I go to. Right. Um, <laughs> That's true. You know, it's true. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, like I can't, I just, I'm totally powerless over alcohol. Powerless yes. over drugs. Anyway. And so, people and sponsees. Yeah, and, and sponsees. And exactly right. Well, we will be back tomorrow talking about our Epic Addict Fail. Um, ben will have stories for us tomorrow on Epic Attic Fail Day. If you would like to write us, it's Radio Rehab at GoToProductions.com. That's G-O-T-O Productions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it's at Radio Rehab Dana. And you can go to Radio.Rehab to read my blog. We'll see you tomorrow. Keep coming back. Sex and drugs and rock and roll Is all my brain and body need Sex and drugs and rock and roll